Welcome back to another B&B Banter Bros Goes to the Movies episode, you fuckadoos and fuckaroos out there. I am Timothy Bennett, your fuck-a-few, and joining me is my fuckaboo, Jason Chandler. Woohoo! And tonight we are going to be talking about Gardens of the Galaxy. Guardians? Guardians. Fucking right. No, Gardens Ooh. of the Galaxy. <laughs> it's all just a bunch of plants that float around in space. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I'm super excited about this one. It's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. It's like, since since the first one to then, uh, it's definitely one of my top favorite. Um, yeah, and then too. we're going to be talking about our, our monthly, or what, our third? Third monthly theme uh, oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, this month's a little, yeah. It's a little weird. Yeah, we but have like four segments in, in this. same realm. Yeah, <laughs> four segments in this uh, in this one month. Because it started off with natural disasters, and that was a catastrophe. You're welcome. And then we uh, did man, or nature versus man, and now we're doing man versus man. Mm-hmm. And then next, next episode will be uh, man versus himself. So yeah, tonight we'll be doing man versus man. Woo! It's me against you, Jason. Fighting stance. You against Go. me. I uh, do the Karate Kid. I do the Jean-Claude Van Damme. So I'm going to do the splits and get stuck. So, yeah, let's get into the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, shit. So, um, let me uh, I just got to... Fucking James Gunn. I didn't know about him when I first saw this film. Yeah. And I yeah. loved it. But now upon rewatching it after being so familiar with James Gunn, I loved it. <laughs> Pick a percentage more. It's a huge percentage more. <laughs> yeah, I will honestly say this is the one film other than Deadpool. Yeah. That I've seen, like in the Marvel world, that I've seen the most. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've I've probably watched this thing a bazillion times mm-hmm. like since it's came, come out and same with Deadpool those are like the two films I love the most and they have a very comedic style to yes, their, these their are stuff good. so but yeah I agree with you I didn't know much about James Gunn and then he does Guardians of the Galaxy and I, I loved it so much and then I started kind of getting a little bit more into what he's done and even the weird thing is like the movie Slither I talked to you about this yeah. the other day like I love that movie and that's one of his and one fucking didn't even think about it. Didn't even cross my mind that that's one of his. It's just his style of writing. Right. So he's, it's he's, very unique and I'll connect with it. <laughs> absolutely. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. So let me get into this. So, Guardians of the Galaxy. Which one is this? This is like the, this is phase two. This is uh, the fifth film. We had uh, Iron Man 3 to start us off in phase two, we had Thor 2. The we, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. So this is the fourth one. So this is the fourth one. Yes. Okay. Why does it seem so far away? I don't know. Maybe all the one shots. There was like maybe yeah. That's probably what's throwing me off. Yeah. Maybe it's the one shots. We don't have any more one shots. I think we mm-hmm. we only had the two. All hail to the king and three. Peggy. Oh yeah, you're right. It was only two. So yeah. So <clears throat> this is the fourth in the phase two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So Guardians of the Galaxy is uh, came out in 2014, which I am still struggling to believe it's been that long. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it's been that long. It's almost, almost to 10 years. Crazy. Yeah. 
fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, it's PG-13, two hours and one minute. Definitely is one, like, it, it doesn't feel as long. It feels very appropriate, but you also want more. Yeah, there's so, not one scene that drags out. No, no, <laughs> not that I feel. At least. And then when it does end, <clears throat> you're like, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I could have taken more. I guess you gave me enough. You can, you can stop now. I could have definitely taken more. Yep. It's considered an action-adventure <laughs> comedy sci-fi. 100% agree. Yep. Uh, they sh- they basically should have done, like, space cowboys Com- or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it has this Space outlaws, yeah. This comedy version of Firefly to it. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It has a, a definitely a Firefly, like, kind of feel. Yeah, just the world, I guess, not really the the the, the team. Because in Firefly, it's like, they're, they're a family. And yeah, but is, they're they're a dysfunctional family. Yeah. They don't like each other. <laughs> For the most part, there's like there's loyalty, know, but even the loyalty, they don't like each other. It's true. They just know <laughs> that just they work well together when yep. it comes time when cr- comes down to crunch time yep. or whatever. But they do. It is like you, you're right. It is like family because that's his motto. Is like, uh, you know, I I take care of what's mine. Yeah, doesn't matter yeah. what it is. And like, that's I that's take care fucking of family. Mine. You you can't choose your family. Yep. So if you're on that <laughs> ship, you're his. Yep. And yeah. Yep. I agree with that. Nice. So. Uh, yeah, so here's the synopsis. A group of intergalactic criminals must pull together to stop a fanatic warrior from plans to purge the universe. Ronan? Ronan. Fucking yep. joke. <laughs> right. He's so... <laughs> I... We'll get into that. Yep. We'll get into that. <laughs> uh, this has, other than James Gunn being the director and the writer... He's primary writer. Yeah. Uh, he this has a big cast, and for the most part, we're we- like we're well aware of the cast. Yeah. When they pop up, but it's a pretty decent cast for. I don't know, for this for this kind of film. Like I probably would think this is the largest big name cast that we get in one setting. Yeah. But we also haven't had like a crew like this except for Avengers. Avengers, yeah. So on its own standalone. Mm-hmm. So uh, Chris Chris Pratt, who's main star. Yeah. Peter Quill, he excellent. Is this like one of the first things he did after Parks and Rec, and after he got in shape? It I well, yeah, like, I would say he's when not he was the in first the prison thing. with his shirt off. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. He used to be over or you know, chubby, chubby yep. in Parks and Rec, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, he's been in things, but this is probably his first major blockbuster yeah. role. Because, like, yeah, he lost the weight. He he put on a muscle pound. Yeah. And uh, he looked good. Yeah. It's it's surprising on how handsome he actually looks when he's slimmed down from the pudgy cheeks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's why it's I think like, he oh, got shit. sexiest man and stuff like Did that. Did he? Oh, yeah. I think. I don't know. I don't follow that shit. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> uh, Vin Diesel, which is the most ridiculous big name actor in there because he, he plays the voice of Groot. Groot, okay. So all he says is, I am Groot. <laughs> but he got paid like $40 million to say, I am Groot. Like, and they copy and paste 12, it? <laughs> no, like he said it like 12 different, like 12,000 okay. different times. Yeah. He said it in different tones, different oh, whatever. Good. So yeah, they he put in some work, but... And I hope you're exaggerating on that number. No, I am. I don't know how much exactly. Right. But it was a ridiculous amount. He's probably the highest paid actor on this one for saying I am group. (laughs) Right. You talk about easy money. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Bradley Cooper. He is. He plays the voice of Rocket. He does it. Yep. 
doesn't sound like. Uh, did they put a voice modifier on him or something? No, uh, no, I don't think they do. I think he just threw on an accent and yeah. kind of like a style, like a Joe Pesci kind of, or not Joe Pesci, like a well, yeah, kind of like a Joe Pesci yeah, kind of Danny Vito style. I was watching the movie and I'm like, I think that was Bradley Cooper, and I was like paying attention to his voice and I was like, this is like nowhere near the 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 cadence that I'm used to from Hangover or anything, I guess. Yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, I hear it. Yeah, do you? But I, I really like his character. Yeah. Uh, I like how he did Rocket. Mm-hmm. I love Rocket, actually. Yeah. I think Rocket's one of the better characters he yep. animated. Just the persona that that freaking, like, genius little, mm-hmm. you know, rodent <laughs> gives. <laughs> uh, Zoe Saldana, which, yep. you know, me and you have mentioned in the Adam Project, that we're a sucker for her. Yeah. Uh, she plays Gamora, the green badass chick. Daughter of, of Thanos. Yep. The stolen, yeah. Not really Stolen, daughter, yeah. yeah. She was stolen. Uh, you have Dave Bautista, who plays Drax. He's Drax of, the Destroyer. Is this one of his first films? So, it's not like one of his first films, but this... It's where we all knew his name? Yeah. After he was a wrestler? Yep, he was a wrestler for WWE, <coughs> or WWE. Yeah, WWE. Um... I still want to call it WWF because yep, that's what I grew up with. <laughs> I'm, yeah. So Product I never Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I never got over that transition. Giant, yeah. Right. Uh, but he he was in some films and stuff like that. But this film saved his career. Okay. And basically re re uh, branded or yeah, basically got his name like up got there got, got him got him bigger. Mm-hmm. Yep. He wasn't getting any you know a lot of work. And uh, so, yeah, this look was at the one him. that did it. Look at him now. And I, I think he's great for Drax. I, I honestly oh, do. Oh, my God. He is so fucking funny. Right. And the most deadpan. <laughs> yeah, his deadpan literal sense of humor is great. <laughs> that shit yep. would not go over my head because I would my catch it. My reflexes are too good and I would catch it. Oh, Why would I put shit. my finger up against another man's at that, Yeah. I've laughed at all his lines, like, every fucking time. Like, I know yep. they're coming. Yeah, <laughs> still the way he delivers it, I bust out laughing every yep. time. Uh, Lee Pace is somebody who I I don't know anything about, but he played Ronan. Oh, and yeah. wouldn't recognize him because he's all in fucking yeah. blue and painted up and wearing a you know dress. But I don't, I don't know him of anything. Right, I don't, I nothing. Uh. Michael Rooker, who I love this guy, and he's in just about every James Gunn film out there, I swear. Right. He, he was in Slithery. He was in The Guardians. He's he's in a shit ton of his stuff. Right. He's in Suicide Squad. He's in Mallrats, right? He's the, yep. the dad. Yep. yep, he's the dad, yeah. Would you like a <laughs> chocolate-covered pretzel? <laughs> Don't be an ass. Yep, that's Michael the Rooker. Falls. He is a great actor. He's in you he know, The Walking Dead. He is. Yep. He was one of the good parts of season one. As and a wh- racist brother, brother or cousin? Or yeah, he's a brother to the of, uh, the guy uh, with the air a crossbow. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just forgot his name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's Boondog Saints guy. Yep. Yeah, I like him, and he plays he plays a uh, Yandu, the yeah. guy, the blue guy with the mohawk with the arrow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he did phenomenal. This. He always does. He always does. Yeah, he's always great. Karen Gillian, Gillen, Gillen. I don't know. Feeling she plays uh, Nebula, the 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 blue okay. chick, the robotic chick. She yep. was in Bubble. Yeah, um, uh, milkshake gunpowder. 
Yep, she was in Jumanji. Yep. Yep. I, I like her, especially in this. I like her too. Yep, she's not bad. Um, And even you, every movie we just said is like a lot of different roles. Like they're, they're very different from each other. They are. So she's got range. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't... For like... I haven't seen her in a, in a shit ton of stuff, so I can't really say how much range. I've only yeah. seen her in those things, but... I know, right when I said range, I, I was just kind of weird because she... I don't know. But she is a fairly... Newer actress yeah, too. Yeah. She hasn't been acting for a very long time. Yeah, she seems very young, yeah, even I in mean, the bubble. I think she's what thirty some. Oh, she's yeah, she's younger than me by like three months. No, oh, okay. <laughs> so she's thirty four. So she's old as fuck. What? No. <laughs> Unlike somebody. Yeah, uh, I, I can never pronounce the name. Jaman uh, Hansu. He's uh, the he's the. The black guy and like, crap. He's in a shit ton. Blood Diamond. Okay. Yes. He's in Gladiator. Yep. He's in. He's in a phenomenal actor. <coughs> Never yes. back down. Yep. But he plays the in the beginning of the film. He plays one of the guards that. Yes. That guy. Yep. yep. Phenomenal actor. He is. He's Papa Midnight and Constantine with Keanu Reeves. Like, I love this guy. I think this guy. Is just fantastic and everything I see him. I could have easily have seen him be Black Panther. Right. I could have easily. Hmm. Has he even, now that you mentioned, has he been around in the last five years? I haven't seen him around in movies. He's still in stuff, yeah. Okay. He's, a, he's never really a leading role. Okay, yeah. He's always a co-star or a supporting mm -hmm. actor or something. Like but yeah, he's one of those guys that are, does those roles and I see him, I'm like, Nice. Yep. Yep. Anytime he pops up, I'm like, hell yep. yeah. This hell is, yeah. This is going to be good. Yep. Uh, John C. Riley. <laughs> yep. Plays. Uh, it's cool to have a code name. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't remember what he said. Yeah. Star Child or something. Like yep. Star Lord, man. Uh, yeah. He plays Corpsman Day, who's one of the Nova officers. Well, they gave him a name, huh? Yep, Day. They say his name <laughs> Do they? in there, yep. Um, oh, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. Benicio, Benicio Del Toro plays the collector. He uh, really hit his accent pretty well in this movie, Benicio? right? Yeah. Didn't I mean, he, he has Isn't his style. accent pretty fucking thick and it's like when hard he to talks, understand? Yeah. When he talks, like, probably, like, naturally, mm -hmm. yes, but he's also an actor, and right. he's he's a good actor, too, so. It's true, but. I mean, if you watch anything uh, uh, he plays, like, where he's got to speak English and stuff like that, fucking hard mm, to. Maybe I've never seen those. Yeah, he's he's just, he's really talented, but I love him as a collector, too. A oh, little quirkiness to yes. it. Fantastic. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean Gunn, who is James Gunn's brother. Yeah. He's in most of James Gunn's films, mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's always this little little weird side character. He played Weasel and really? uh, Suicide Squad. Okay. Yep. Uh, he also played Calendar Man in Suicide Squad. Calendar Man. Yep. The guy with the head, like, in the beginning, he says, yo, you, he's like, you fucking suck or something like that to, uh, I don't remember. Oh, you just gave me another reason to watch that movie again. Right? Thanks. I haven't seen it since then, <laughs> so I should definitely watch it. I can, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this freaking guy's name, but Peter Serif. <laughs> what does Sean Gunn play in the Guardians? He plays Kraglin. He plays uh, Yondu's like assistant okay. sidekick guy. Yeah, he's the guy that says like, "Oh, he didn't turn out so bad. It's probably a good thing we didn't give him to his father." Yep. It's like, yeah, he was an asshole. <laughs> yeah, okay, that was that was him. He plays more of a prominent role in the second Guardians. Okay, but 
the Peter guy I'm talking about, mm-hmm. he's also one of the one of the Nova corporate guys. He's like, what an a-hole. He's Shaun of the Dead. He played the tick. Uh he was in Bubble. Okay. Yep. That's that guy. Right on. I can't fucking pronounce the name. <laughs> uh yeah, I think that's about all that's worth really saying. So what about budget stuff or I don't know. Do we care about the money? <laughs> well, did it do well? It seems so. The budget, oddly enough, seems a little low, but it, the budget was about estimated one hundred seventy million dollars. Mm. Does that not seem a little? Maybe low? CGI is not as expensive I've, as I've always thought. Maybe because this one is heavily CGI, yeah. and it's kind of the most beautiful one yet. I absolutely when it comes agree. To- <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I thought Asgard was phenomenal, yes. but this is almost. This was what, like five years later almost. Yeah, well, yeah, four or five. Yeah. Because I give or take when they're making it. Very at true. Least. Uh yeah, this is I agree with you. The CGI is heavy, but it's beautiful. It's yeah. awesome. And it doesn't come off too cheesy. Not at all. Um, in certain areas either, like that you know, oh, that's totally CGI and or just green screen or whatever. A couple mm-hmm. times you can kind of see it, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> opening weekend it did ninety four million three hundred and twenty. Domestic. Yep. Fucking right. Not bad. Not bad at all. Way better, uh, way better than weekend. Thor 2. Yeah. And then uh, grossed $333,718,592 <coughs> domestic. So it did fucking good. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then worldwide, it was $773 million. So, yeah, not bad. I can't remember the other ones now. No, uh, but I would have to go back to the Iron episodes Man, or write down them all. Yeah, like I at think this Iron point, Man, we're too far in. Right. <laughs> Iron yeah. Man, I think, was the only one that did like really good, wasn't it? Or no, <clears throat> the Avengers. I mean, yeah, uh, the Avengers did. Yeah, and then uh, <clears throat> yeah, that one hit a billion or whatever. <clears throat> so yeah, all, all right. To say about that shit. Um, the, do you did you read any of the 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 comic books before the movies? So I probably had, I, I think I even had a couple comic books, but I never, they weren't a, a group of characters. It wasn't a comic that I got into. Yeah. That's, uh, nobody did. Not yeah. even Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't really, it was just a odd misfit group of characters. And it wasn't the movie crew. It was a different bunch, wasn't it? Well, no, you saw Drax, you had uh, Rocket, you had Gru. I mean, those were all characters. It's just. Was it, there were just more? I, I don't know. It, I couldn't really tell you to be honest because I didn't. I didn't really read them. Like I know oh, okay. I had. Yeah. You know, like I know I have a comic where Peter Quill is in a prison and he has to break out of a prison with uh, the Gladiator. Mm. And it's like the Gladiator. I wonder if we'll ever see him, but he's like this uh, galactical Superman with a mohawk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's like. I, I knew a little bit about Peter Quill, mm-hmm. and I remember a little bit about it, and for the most part, that's why I feel like they did a great job, and Chris Pratt fucking nailed it. Oh, yeah. Because Peter Quill is that kind of quirky, kind of ass asshole, you know, person, that mm-hmm. smart ass. He's a, basically a big child. Oh, yeah. Doesn't really think about things before he does it. Yeah, I mean, going from me being a fan of Parks and Rec, and then going to this film, like, he was perfect for it. Mm-hmm. To, because of what you just said, 
there's similar characters, uh, Parks and Rec, in this one. Yeah, Andy, a bit... Andy and Peter are yep. basically the same characters, <laughs> just one's in shape. Yep. It's as if Andy found out that he was going to space and he had to be in shape for it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't bring his guitar. Yeah, and he couldn't bring his guitar. Um, so. But yeah, uh, why I bring it up, because the comics were kind of a failure. Nobody cared about them. And then uh, this movie gets announced. Everybody was judging, like, what the fuck? Why are you doing this? It's yeah. going to suck. Blah, blah, blah. All negative. Proven wrong. James Gunn just fucking takes the obscure. and Takes the nobodies. Yeah, like Peacemaker, yep. for Christ's sake. That's what <laughs> for, I, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Peacemaker. Like, those characters. He and takes just, the nobodies and makes them brilliant. Yes. He brings them to life. When they maybe they lacked life in the comics, right? Like, yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, I wonder yeah. if he's got this weird type of approach of spite. Like, you guys, I, you guys, fucked this up. You had right. so many opportunities while he's writing. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, this just was because a part of me wasn't given enough love or this, attention. This Guardians, this movie, the way these people hate each other, but they eventually come together as a team out of like you know no other choice. And it's all accidental. It was like he saw the movie Avengers and was like, this is how you get a ragtag team yeah, to work yeah. together. This yep. is how you have a fun time with it. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you establish bond and you don't, and you do it very quickly as well. You know well. how to do it with fun. Yes. Because no offense to Joss Whedon at the right. time, but yeah, he was taking more of a serious approach to it. Rightfully so, too. Yeah. And I only thought of it because when we watched it, it was kind of my gripes. It was like, ah, fucking, ah. The, the comedy... Their headbutting in Avengers just wasn't fun. Yeah, well, not to mention a lot of the comedy points in the Avengers and stuff didn't quite hit. No, and and this one, oh they my god, totally do. That's James Gunn's writing. Yeah, he's fucking brilliant at chemistry with characters, character mm, chemistry. Yeah, he knows how to throw anybody in a situation and not only make fun of the situation or bring right. a serious light or tone to it at the same time. <laughs> But he knows how to succeed, mm -hmm. fail or success out of whatever the case is. Like he can make them fail, but he'll make them fail fantastically. Right. Like uh, he's he's a he's a great writer. That guy would be great at making a book if he decides he doesn't want to direct anymore. <laughs> right. I think he could easily write some really awesome books. He hasn't wrote, written a book yet, huh? Not that I know of. Okay. We should look that up. We should do an episode with James Gunn. Yeah. We should just talk about James Gunn. Oh, absolutely. He, yeah, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, he's definitely turned into one of mine. And and the peacemaker and the shit he's been doing, he's just gonna he's gonna have another good ten years ahead of him. Oh, I, hope I look so. forward to everything he creates. He, like he's just in my head can't do no wrong. No, at nope. this point. Well, and like this is a perfect example. We when Peacemaker came out, right? That was the number one watch show yep. of all time. Like right on like mm -hmm. HBO, like it mm -hmm. broke HBO history. Yes. yes. Uh, at, at, for such a such a quick. Blip too. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was what eight episodes. Eight episodes. Yeah. Um, and about characters and shit that we didn't know anything about, <laughs> uh, other than the Suicide Squad. Right. We didn't know shit about it. But even then, he did this shortly after Suicide Squad. Right. Like he was. He went. He was done with oh, Suicide yeah. Squad. He was already doing this. And yeah, he wrote Peacemaker before Suicide Squad, I believe. And I heard him at, podcast. Look at this. Look at how well Suicide Squad worked. Oh, yeah. He took the Guardians of the Galaxy concept of misfits, people you just don't expect to be together, mm -hmm. and threw them in in a situation that they have to deal with each other. Yeah, he did so good. 
you bring up the the name Suicide Squad. The question is, are you talking about the good one or the bad one? Yeah. <laughs> well, and he thinking, did both of them too. Was he a producer on the first one? I believe I believe he was, and I think that there was just too much issues with Will studio Smith. or something. Oh yeah, I, I don't I remember. Think, I don't remember anything about how that went about. I think Will. The studio wanted Will Smith to have more screen time because they were paying him so much. Yeah. Not sure if that's like Trying the to make rumor him or the truth. Yeah, but, and you could tell by the story, they just kept throwing Will Smith in there when they had all these other op- characters to play with. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just glad that they kind of scratched that one and go, eh, it's not yeah. like it didn't happen. We're just going to ignore that. We're not going to build off from it. Yeah, because the yeah. only person that they kept was uh, Harley Quinn. And, and uh, is the captain. Uh, America type guy. Oh, the flag. flag? Yeah. yeah was, what's his name? I don't remember. His Colonel name. Flag or something. Uh, Rick. Rick. Rick Flag. That Rick. sounds right. <laughs> Rick Flag. Yeah. Uh, my. Yeah. So like, it happened. It was a thing. It's mm-hmm. just they didn't they didn't <coughs> reference much other than just the characters. Some of the characters they kept. So yeah, James Gunn, man. We'll have to do a whole thing. Yeah, I would love that. And he's got his toes in both worlds. He's oh, successful yes. in the Marvel world and successful in the DC world. He's, yep. He's fixing DC <laughs> and he's been successful in Marvel. Yep. Like he he set a new curve for the DC. Like they they have to step up and keep that going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, him and Zack Snyder are going to kill it. Oh, yeah. It's all, as long as they should just start taking over. We've mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. If Zack Snyder and James Gunn, they, they're friends, they work well together. So they can just, uh, work together, continue doing the producing of all the DC films and shit from now on. Make sure they're doing it right. Yeah. God damn it. Together they can be better than The Fodge. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) The Fage. But, like, uh, yeah, the opening scene to this movie is just so fucking cool. Because it comes in all serious mm-hmm. with this sci-fi vibe and he's analyzing the whatever. And then it just instantly switches to some kind of fun adventure Indiana Jones type thing. Well, what was the <laughs> very first thing that we see? Uh, the very opening scene was him as a child. Oh, yes. 1988. So they hit you at mm-hmm. the heart right away. Yeah. And it's not the it's not the only time we get, you know, a little, you know, heartstring tug, but... It's, it's like, oh, let's get this out of the way right now. This is it. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, Peter Quill is a 12-year-old boy or something like mm-hmm. that, listening to some classic rock on his uh, Walkman. And if anybody doesn't know what a Walkman is, this is like the tape cassette, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's an old little portable thing. You put tape yeah, cassettes I'm sorry. in. The songs sound great in on the soundtrack, but they would be warped. Yeah, yeah, I had I had dumb and dumber soundtrack oh, nice. on uh, on tape. I wore that shit out. <laughs> so I'm glad I was able to get on digital eventually. So um That's a good one. But yeah, then you find out oh his mom's dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. That's like right there. She dies like right there and he can't handle it and he goes running out to like the feel at the hospital, and then all of a sudden, bam, he gets abducted. So like, mm-hmm. right away, that's that's how they start it. It's like five minutes or something like that. Yeah, he, James Gunn does not waste time. He really, yeah, he do, really doesn't. <laughs> he really doesn't. He he knows how to have the appropriate amount of fat. Yes. On his films. Yes. Yep. That's right. But, and then yeah, and then <laughs> what do they do? They they jump into the 
Yeah, I just like how it gets all serious, like, I don't know, sci-fi shit, and then just silly Indiana Jones-type adventure and fun and music. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fucking funny. I don't know. It's a it's a nice little flip, misdirected or something. It yeah. Seems. Yeah, I agree, because, yeah, they bring it in. It's very dark, ominous tones in this world, and like you said, serious. He's analyzing this shit. And, yeah. And then out of nowhere, he puts on his cassette, his headphones, and uh, starts rocking out and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best dance sequence, too. Yeah, it was. It's a great way of introducing. And something that we know about James Gunn is he has a dance sequence in all his films. In all his films, yeah. Yeah, that's something unique. Yeah, he's very... He's one with music, too. Yeah. He loves the the, the throw in the music, the classic rock or whatever. I mean, Peacemaker really established that. Yeah. But... They, like, emphasized on the music. But in this one, yeah, they used the, the tone for... The, the classic rock to really lighten up the tone, but it's him. It's his, like, he even mentions why the set tape was so important to him. Because he goes back when he oh, was in prison, prison. Yeah. Risks his life mm-hmm. to go save his cassette tape. Mm-hmm. Even gets, like, angry about it. Oh, yeah. He's pissed. I mean, even uh, when he's going to the prison, he allow, he gets himself tased, like, yeah. seven times. Yeah, wrong. All over, like, he's just like, 1973. Blue suede, yeah. That is mine. <laughs> it's my song. And I thought my. That, And I laughed because, like, rights to music and royalties and the ownership of music, like, all that behind the contract scene uh, thing, for someone to just be like, that is my song. It's right. just, I don't know why. It was funny. But it had Those an words, to it. Like, it, it had such an in-depthness oh, yeah. to that moment. So it wasn't just a play of scene, like, you know, like, yeah, I agree with you. It's like, it comes off funny, you know, mm-hmm. but like. But it does with his his atta- his last attachment to his mom. Yeah. 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 Like, it's just, it's crazy on the adeptness that you get, that you get both feels at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. What is going on with these Marvel movies and all these parent issues, parent problems? Uh, I think to be a superhero. Yeah. You have to have pretty much daddy issues. Right. <laughs> every, every one of them has it in uh, except for Captain America, I believe. Which his parents died way too young. Yeah, okay. Did yep. they mention that in the I first one? I think they mentioned it in okay. the first one. Yep, when he's talking to Bucky. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, something about yes, your parents are right. here. But every one of them have parent problems. And I think it's a, it has to be a piece of, like, they, they're all growing up or, like, changing in a sense. I don't know if I had a well, point there. Hmm. Think about it, or, though. And I was curious if it's a way to attach the kids well, in I these think films. If you think about it, that the only way that you can really sacrifice yourself, because that's what it is, to become a hero, you got to sacrifice yourself mm-hmm. to a greater cause. You can't do that when you have a bunch of loved ones. Yeah. Because then it becomes casualty or becomes an issue or there's something blocking you from doing what's necessary. Yeah. Because you may not want to go out there and fight the battle. It's, it's like going to war. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, you put them in danger. And, you yeah. Know. It's, so I think that's kind of the issue is that you get these people who have nothing else to do but do that. Right. And I think that's kind of what it is. So like Iron Man, you know, father started issues. all, yeah, it's the fa- father issues because he's always trying to prove to dad that, you know, he can do it or he's mm-hmm. good or whatever. And, uh, but his, his super, superhero complex came out of survival. Oh, yep. But if it wasn't for everything that he was going through through his dad or his father and stuff, he wouldn't have been able to develop to the superhero that he needed to be throughout the films. You know what I mean? Because we don't get that all at once. It's a gradual yes. 
hey, his dad had a lot of influence to where he mm-hmm. is his man and everything else that's happened to him and stuff like that. Because he was just a playboy before all that oh, happened. Yeah. So life had to happen. He had to be broken down to be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Thor, same thing. Yep. He had to be stripped of his powers, broken down to be rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he gained respect of authority of saying, okay, you know what? You're right, Dad. You're right. <laughs> so... <coughs> Yeah, there's there's something there. I don't know. I think and this is this is the only time that you don't really get anything that's really kicked him. He was kicked down to the curb as a child, and so, uh, and then he was taking away. Quill? Yeah, Peter okay. Quill was you know because his mom died at such yeah, a young age. His father wasn't in the picture. Yeah, it, it's a disconnect between him and his. He misses his mom. She died too soon, type of thing. And then he didn't have time. He was just taken off into a whole new world. Probably couldn't even deal with it, or was too young to deal with it. But then, volume two, we get the daddy issues. Yeah, we then we understand <laughs> a lot more about the daddy issues. Yeah, and they do bring that up in this last film. Okay, or in, in the first film, they bring it up later on towards the end. Yeah, about who Quill really is. Yeah, they left a little little meat dangling in front of us <laughs> to go. Ooh, that's, that seems delicious. <laughs> yeah, it's more tastier than a carrot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat fish because it's a vegetable. <laughs> um, what did you feel about, since we were talking about James Gunn, I, I wanted to bring this up. What did Since you're the music guy too, what did you feel about the soundtrack? Because this was a legitimate soundtrack too. Yes. Like it sold its own soundtrack CDs and, and it did well. is after like soundtracks being hot sellers died in the 90s. Or, you know, early 2000s. It just wasn't a thing anymore as as it was, like, it was very prominent in the early 90s and yep. late 80s. Uh, 2014, you said it came out. So this is a, a movie that brought that back. Like, people were going out and talking about this soundtrack, buying it. Like, it hasn't been done in 10 years before yeah. this movie. Uh, this soundtrack is obviously a collection of great, Great classic songs. Yep. James Gunn can pick a fucking sound or a song for a scene that better just than Quentin Tarantino yeah. at this point. <laughs> I have to agree. Like, and I, I always, I think Tarantino is great with his music and choices as well. But I don't know, James. But oh my god, James knows how to make something that's that resonates with everybody. You yeah, know what it I mean? hits on all so many fucking all the levels. Yeah, that it needs to hit, and more than I'm even smart enough to know, probably. Like I feel like Quentin, he just kind of does it for himself. Yeah, and it's more of like, hey, this is what I think works, but uh, <laughs> director, <laughs> hey, <laughs> but James just he knows what will work. It's yeah. not like a think. It's like this is gonna work for everything that we need to say. Like, yeah, it's like he just feels the right choice. Yeah, and it was like, yep, that's that's what's up. Yep. I, I I don't remember, but I thought I heard something about the Chris Pratt dancing in the beginning, how it was all, all improv Oh, yeah? Like, his whole dancing and stuff was pretty much just him dancing, having a good time on set. Hmm. They just had the song picked out, and that was it. Fuck. So. That's what I forgot to do last week and look up those fun facts. Right. Fuck. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I don't remember. I, I don't remember exactly how that went down. I just thought I, I remember hearing that a while ago. And that just proves... To me, at least, how appropriate Chris Pratt was for the film. Yeah, and how comfortable he was on set. James Gunn is like, what, another Rob Reiner? 
making everybody feel comfortable to where they can just freestyle a dance. I, <laughs> yes, I guess. That's a rare thing, you know what I mean? To be that comfortable and have that much fun. And Yep, I guess. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. It seems like it's a rare thing. From yeah. The yeah. interviews and stuff. Yeah. I listen to. Like the we've we've already gotten a, a a feel for how well the Marvel cast gets along. How yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. big giant family for everybody. And I think that you get the sense in this film too that everybody was just on the same page. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, it's not only the chemistry between the characters, but the actors. Yeah. The appropriate this, kind of chemistry for the actors. Yeah, there's not one character in this movie that we've seen before and in yeah and any other marvel film that we've watched so far because they the only one would be uh thanos oh yeah he had a small yeah. smile in yeah. uh, a different movie yeah he's the only one that we've seen in mm-hmm. the other one is it josh brolin doing the voice in this one yes okay yeah he just looks and sounds a little different than he does in endgame and yeah i think this was in the first stages yeah too i mean i don't think they even had anybody an idea of what they were going to do. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were like, well, this is happening. We got to build from here. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, Josh Brolin. Yes. I thought so. It just hated his, his mix down was different. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I agree. It does sound different than when we get him, he, mm-hmm. but he looks different too. Yeah. He's he, got a helmet. He, well, he looks different each time you see him. Yeah. Because like I said, I think they're, they were building on. Yeah. They didn't have a, they didn't yeah. have it concreted. Yeah. They weren't like, hey, this is the actual plan. This is what we're actually going to do. It was more of like, hey, he's in here now. What are we going to do with him? <laughs> so. Hell yeah. Yeah, but anyway, the music. The music is, is the soundtrack is a soundtrack. And mm-hmm. I, I bought the soundtrack. I have it. Uh, it's a good soundtrack. I was watching and I was like, fuck, I wonder if they have this on vinyl. I mean, fuck, it'd be a great one well, to have on vinyl. Well, absolutely they do. They absolutely do. You know they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even had a volume two, too, for volume two. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> a whole this, other new soundtrack. The, the volume two anticipation of that soundtrack was high. Like, yeah. It, I don't know if they lived up to it, but I, I think they did. I don't really remember, to be honest. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Volume 2. Yeah, I, I've only seen the Volume 2, I think, once. So Me, I have twice. I think I saw it in, but I've, in theaters. Oh, well, maybe I saw it twice. I saw it, in, yeah, I don't know. I remember seeing it in theaters. That's about it. Uh, do you feel that it's one of those films, though, that is aging well, given that we just realized how almost how old it is? Yes, I mean, because of James Gunn's reputation and uh, catalog getting better yeah. since he made it, in my perspective or whatever, that in that regard, yes. And it's a fucking well-written comedy. Those things are timeless. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Dumb and Dumber is always going to be fucking oh, funny. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yes, always. Because it's just fucking jokes. Yeah. <laughs> and this one, I mean, there's jokes in space. Yeah. <laughs> it's... It it hits the, uh, well, it's also the uh, expressions, his pop culture, too. Because he was taken as a kid in the 1980s. It was 1988 is when he got yes. abducted. So he was, like I said, what, 13, 12, 13, yep. or something like that. So he has a child connection to all those pop culture events in 1988 or 1985 to 1980. You know what I mean? Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting at. So... He gets abducted. He doesn't know what's happening on Earth anymore. Right. And, <laughs> and like, this is, you know, 2014, I'm assuming, or at least something like that. Right. And, uh, but he's out in space. 
And so he using mm. he's using all these references that nobody fucking knows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the outlaw name is like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, there's an outlaw back where I come from. Billy the Kid. <laughs> Nobody fucking knows who Billy the Kid is, you know? Oh, was he a great warrior? Yes. Yes, he was, you know? Uh, or the the whole, like, uh, yeah, Kevin Bacon thing and Foot was, like, talking to him. I was like, well, there's an evil town. <laughs> you, know? you just had to use the weapon of dance. <laughs> Fuck, yeah. So. <clears throat> so, yeah, it ages well. And, yeah, I think it's one of the, the ones that will continue to age better than the rest of them. On on its like, own, on its own, you know. Like you, you're talking about like the movie itself, like the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, not like with the rest of the Marvel right. films. Yes. Yeah. Because I know it's part of the phases in the universe, but watching this one on its own, if you don't think about all that, it's still a fucking top notch film. Yeah, this doesn't have to be a part of a comic. No. It, it doesn't Especially even come off right... a comic book movie. No. It really, does. if you didn't know it was a comic book movie, it just seems like a great comedic sci-fi. Yeah. Comedy no. in space. Comedy in space, yeah. And, and a little bit like the, the blue guy and some costumes here or there, a little comic bookish. But, yeah, you're right. It doesn't. That's probably why I like Cowboy Bebop so much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it had a very same, a very Firefly feel. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy has the same thing. Just a little bit, you know, just different. Yeah. Just a little more, a little bit more fun. <laughs> so much fun. I was, I don't know if I've ever laughed. Like, Drax is... About to, he has his knife to the green lady's yep. throat, and they're still making the jokes in between. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's just I don't know. Yep. Just, Why would I put my finger across this man's neck? That's what it was. No, man, it's an expression. <laughs> so you're gonna kill him. <laughs> and then you got the 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 guy fucking. Yeah, everybody's heard of it. And the guy's like, yeah, yeah. And then Drax look at him. Goes, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Uh, I can't coach you. Rocket too, Rocket. His his he's fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, when his first appearance when he's scanning people in that yeah. city and he he sees Stan Lee and he calls him a prevert. Yep, yep. <laughs> but, I want a prevert. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, or when he goes to that child, he's like, oh look at that that ugly looking yeah. thing. He's like, all right. It's like walk on your own. Don't let somebody help you. It's like that's weak. <laughs> it's just a baby. Like, oh shit. <clears throat> yeah, yep, I agree. Talking to Groot, too. Don't drink fountain water. It's disgusting. It's like, no, I just watched you do it. Don't say you didn't. Why are you lying? <laughs> Why are you lying? Yep. And then he scans a little bit more and looks over. He's just right back at it. <laughs> yeah, yep. That's shit like that. I was, oh, I need three things. I need that, that, and that guy's leg. So I can't believe you actually got him. <laughs> That's it? right. It's like, I don't was need that. It, was it funny when he hopped around? <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of shows you that he doesn't have, he doesn't take things too serious. Right. But he's serious about what he's doing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah. When it, That's why these, these people work together well, because when it comes down to getting shit done, they don't fuck around. They, they, they get the job done. Yeah. And yeah. they're good at it. They're, they're, they're appropriate for the job. That, yes. Yep. Uh, do you have, since we're talking about it, who's your favorite character? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Fuck. It might be. Do you have one at least? It might be the little guy, yeah. Rocket? Yeah. Because he just has, he's, he's funny, he's smart, he's got a good, he can read the room. I don't know. He's, he's, but he, well, and when he gets 
drunk. He's a little touchy when people call him rodent. Right. <laughs> he is a very interesting character. Mm-hmm. I like him. I like him a lot. He's just, he has a lot more than one note to him. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think like is what I'm trying to Sitting in the, the ship and he's like building, taking, he's like, hey, man, yes. don't take my part or my ship apart. Come on. It's like, what is this? It's like, I wouldn't touch that. That's a, it's a bomb. A bomb? You just leave it lying around? I was going to put it in this box. <laughs> right. And yeah, he's the one that had the master plan to get them to escape from the prison yeah. with the anti, or, you know. Anti-gravitational. Whatever he Artificial did. gravitational. Whatever thing. they did. And then you see, like, the look on Gamora's Gamora. face. Like, he fucking did that? That's like brilliant. And all he said was, like, I got a plan to do, well, do these little things without all the information. Just trust me. And As he said in the beginning, as they're walking their way, he's not stressed. Why? Because he's escaped from 22 prisons yeah. before. This is no different. Yeah, and it's even, like, I have a plan. Even when the, that whole stereotype or cliche or that thing you're supposed to do when you go into prison yeah. is to fucking punch the biggest guy, whatever. Yep. So Groot fucking... Fingers some dude's nose. <laughs> yep, and I Rocket like what he gives says. A speech. <laughs> he, he does a whole uh, Roshak or, or Rashak or oh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, from uh, uh, Watchmen. Watchmen. Yep, whole things like you guys don't understand. It's like it's not. I'm in here with you. You're yeah. in here with me. Yeah. He kind of pulls that same it, thing. He's it's, like, listen here. It's like this yep. is our booty. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go through them, you gotta come through us. <laughs> Which means we will go through you or yeah. something. Like it was like <laughs> on the verge of cheesy or we or silly, but he pulled it off. And I don't yep. know. So yeah, Rocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh Yeah, I don't know. I kind of think I have to agree. I really love Chris Pratt in this. I really do. But I like Chris Pratt. I've Mm -hmm. liked Chris Pratt since I first saw him in the OC. I think that's the first thing I ever saw him in was the OC. OC? Yep. Uh, And uh, he plays like this rich boy who is basically trying to be a hippie. Okay. And acts like he's broke. Like <laughs> sleeping on people's couches and stuff, but he has a fucking butler. <laughs> so like, holy shit. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, I like Chris Pratt, and I think that this was just one of those characters that just I I, lo- I love the character. I love his his demeanor. I love how he is. And but I I really have to agree. I think Rocket has the most like he's the most enjoyable like to watch. Yeah, like he you have fun when you're when he's on the screen. You're having fun. Yeah, and whenever he talks, like, you you need to hear it. You want to hear it. He's going to say something important. Yep. Now look at this. We're all standing up. Like a bunch of jerks or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. When (laughs) During the, like, the hands-in type of moment, he's like, yeah, I fine, I'm in. Now look at us. (laughs) Standing in a circle like a bunch of jerks. Yep. (laughs) Circle jerk. Uh, (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Shit. I had a question. What is it? I don't know why I said that. I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the overall, oh, the story, what is it? Peter Quill. Uh, I liked everything about his character, but I didn't buy him being a player. No. Like the whole, uh, oh, uh, that lady after that, he escaped. Popped up. He, and his response is, oh, I kind of forgot you were here. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to lie to you. I kind of forgot that you were here. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. 
He's like, yeah. oh, God. It's like, it's like you're a disgusting qu- uh, quill, or this ship is disgusting. She's like, you have no idea. If you had a black light in here, it'd be like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> <laughs> and Rockham's just like, you're messed up, Quill. I don't, I don't know the, the reference, but I assume. So Jackson Pollock is a painter mm-hmm. who's known for splatter work. Okay. So basically, gotcha. yeah. That's that's what I saw in my head, I figured. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but then um, I just want to say, since we're talking about it, uh, Quill and Gamora, their first little, like, uh, intimate scene with the Walkman. And he's just, like, trying to look into her eyes all, like, lovey-dovey and shit. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God, dude, you're really not good at this. I guess you have a pretty face and ladies want to sleep with you. I buy that, but you're not a smooth operator. And he's charming in a very childlike. Yeah. In, in a, a very in a, ooh, cute, the, quirky. Yes. Yes. Yep. And yep. then uh, that that was the only moment in the movie when I was like, oh, shit. It kind of lingered. But then they save it with the fucking pelvic sorcery yes. is that what she says yes. not oh so this entire scene is great because yeah. he's talking smooth and low yep. while she's got headphones on so she's not even fucking listening because she's listening to the music <laughs> that she, right there doesn't make sense because he's trying to like put the moves on right and she can't hear it. and then like she's yelling at him it has a great melody <laughs> yep <laughs> And then she realizes what's going on as is like, ah, and then pulls the knife. Yep. Is like, I will not fall for your pelvic sorcery, whatever. She's still yelling at him. Yeah, I know. And it's not like an aggressive, like, I'm yelling at you because of this. She's still got the headphones yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> and so, without the headphones, she would have been like, I will not fall for this pelvic sorcery. Right. I, I don't uh, know. I, I agree. Those choice of words are, it was a fucking, <laughs> uh, it showed her character and it was funny. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yep. Even when they first meet, uh, when he like gets pushed out of that the shop or whatever, yeah, and, and um, she's, just, yeah. she's just standing there eating like fruit, mm-hmm. all like just leaning up or whatever. Yeah. Very looks very sexy almost, like. yeah. And of course, that's what keeps his attention. Yeah, he was like, "Hmm, charming mode activate." Right, right. Oh, I <laughs> backed he... out of a deal. <laughs> and uh, now that we're talking about that scene, I thought it was silly that. Her plan to take the orb was to punch him, take the orb, and then just run with it. (laughs) 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 It seems like you should have a better fucking plan and strategy for something. You know, you're like the only person that knows the power of this thing. You you should. (laughs) Well, as badass as she is, too. Exactly. That was not her best moment. No, it was just like, I'm supposed to believe you're one of the best fighters in the galaxy. In fairness, though, they are on Yon, or they are on Xandor. Yeah. And it is kind of like a heavily, it's like the Republic. So, so she could have got lost in the crowd. I mean, by what she was thinking. Well, what I'm, what I'm getting at is, oh, excuse me, like, she can't just go around killing people. Yeah. You know, she'd get arrested. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, because yeah. that's the Nova Corps right there. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, it's heavily guarded. It's like I said, like, kind of like the Republic is mm-hmm. a very. And I suppose she didn't really have her crew with her because she was kind of doing a rogue thing, going against Ronan. Yeah. And then. Well, she... yeah. And she was trying. We didn't know that she was going to yep. be betrayed, betraying Ronan yet. Yeah. But that was her whole plan. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, in fairness, I give her a little bit, but it made it for a good It was moment. just. Silly to watch. It yeah. was kind of fun. Cool. Like she heard just booking ass, <laughs> and then just getting tackled and tackled and tackled. What I like about Quill though is his his quickness. He he's, is. He's like if, he's good at the the on the spot moments. Yeah. He just kind of goes with it. Yeah. That that's his whole, whole thing. That whole uh, taking whatever the uh, 
jetpack type boot, of thing yeah, and throwing it on it. her, hitting the button. That I think is his on the moment. I guarantee yep. you didn't think about it. <laughs> yep. I think he even makes jokes about that. Like, mm. oh, it's like don't th- it's like I don't think that's good. I never do kind of thing. Oh, you know what right. I mean? I can't recall, but yeah. That's his like mentality. He just doesn't think about he he knows the consequences. How to survive. He knows yeah. how to get out of a yeah a corner or whatever. Yeah. Uh, speaking of surviving, when he so what's the relationship that he has with the uh, the the scavenger guys? I don't remember what they're called. The uh, Yondu. Yeah. His whole crew that raised them basically. Yeah, they basically raised them. But like the relationship, how do you feel about that? Because we don't we get it. We get just enough, but uh-huh. we also don't know what the fuck's going on with them either. Mm. You know yeah, what I mean? It's like, a, it's like a love-hate relationship with your stepdad or something. But, yeah. <laughs> yep. But I just love this shit. It's like, why do you keep bringing up that you were about to eat me? Nobody fucking eats people. No right? <laughs> yeah, they've, it's like, oh, I don't know. They're you just, should be more appreciative. It's like, you know, it's like the crew here, they were going to eat you. They never had Taryn before. <laughs> he just hangs up on them. Uh, yeah, so it's like, uh, there's a, a respect there, but they're really two different people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're, you made a very good point. It's kind of kind of like the whole stepdad thing. Yeah. You know, and that's, he even mentions that later on. It's like, well, you know, they're kind of the only family I got. Mm-hmm. That's when Gamora's like, oh, not anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, cheesy, cheesy. But we get it. Yeah. It worked. Hell yeah. So what do we learn about this? This artifact that he steals. Um, which hmm. Well, it's one of the we do get a little lesson in the affinity or This yeah. is where we actually learn yeah. about the infinity stones. Yeah, like all we, of them actually yeah, yeah, we legitimately get the history of what an infinity stone mm-hmm, is. And how powerful it is. And yeah, at the end of the movie shows you you can't just fucking be anybody and just nope. grab onto this power. Well, we learned that like 10 minutes, not even 10, like 30 seconds later mm-hmm. in that same situation, his, uh, the collector, little slave chick, mm-hmm. uh, goes and grabs it and destroys the whole place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of mad at myself because when I first watched it, like this shit, I was like, well, cool, I don't care about these stones. But obviously, <laughs> they're you're a big prominent part of the fucking story arc for this whole uh, first four Phases. Right. Loki really kind of put that yeah. into perspective. Like, so, oh, they're just paperweights? <laughs> right. Holy shit, yeah. Um, so, oh. so, yeah, this time around, I was really, like, paying attention at class type of thing. Yeah, yep. Do you have a favorite uh, particular... I want to say favorite, but do you have, like, a particular scene that, that you enjoyed the most? Because I do not. I do not either. I just love the Because I like them all, yeah. Yep. This film was a great ride. Yeah. <clears throat> it wasn't like overly like roller coastery, but it was just fucking enjoyable. Enjoyed it the entire time. Yeah, every time I try to think of a favorite scene or a favorite joke, I just got distracted by what I was watching and I was like, I like this right now. Like fucking then every scene, every joke, it was just as good as the last. Yeah, the CGI really helps with that, man. This Fucking like you said, it's beautiful. Even when mm-hmm. you're in this weird, ghastly, yeah, you know, like acidic kind of looking world, like the nowhere. Yeah, it, it's still pretty. It's still beautiful at the same time that you feel kind of oddly disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it was like Yoda's swamp. Yeah. Planet. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep. clears throat> 
So yeah, I would have to. I'm glad you agree because yeah, I got nothing. How'd you, how'd you feel about the villain of this one? <sighs> he just he came across like a chump. He was out of his element. He wasn't as tough as he came across. Something about when when Thanos put him in his place, he had this pouty face on yeah. him. Yeah. And it was just like, ah, it was like Skeletor, what Kevin Smith did to Skeletor. He made him look so small. That is a <laughs> great comparison. Yeah, that made him look so small. Yep. I cannot stop thinking that. There's a pouty child that goes, I am not. And then that's where he throws his even more radical tantrum. Yes. So, yep. yeah. And they didn't, he wasn't in the movie a lot. Yeah, he really, he really wasn't. I mean, so it wasn't that big of a deal. They said his name more, I think, than he was actually on screen. So we understand that he's a very terrifying person. And yeah, we actually get his reputation is. Yeah. And we actually get a sense of how powerful this guy is when when on nowhere when Drax yeah. loses his shit. He's all fucking drunk and he calls <laughs> and he calls Ronan. I know. <laughs> I think that was I, great. I was like, I thought that was just the silliest thing that you could put in there. Call, what the fuck would you do? You just called him? Like- I love that shit. They did that in the prison too. Their their uh, rockets like, all right, plan. We're gonna get our gear. We're gonna fuck some shit up. And by he doesn't even finish the plan. Groot fucking went to the last part of the plan and took something, and then yep. the alarm's going off. And same thing with the the Drax. Like just fucking, I you know I just called him. Let's get, let's fucking do this. Yep. I'm ready. Are yep. you guys? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. Once I again, that. put in a situation that they have to just go, okay, well, here we are now. It's trimming the fat. This is what we got to do. Yeah. How do we get out of it? Yeah. Or how do we deal with it? Are we going to fail? Like I said, if they're going to fail, they fail successfully. Yeah. Like they fail fantastically. Mm-hmm. But when they do succeed, it's like, fuck yeah, that was a hell of an interesting way of doing it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, it was funny and it it, it, it helped not waste any time. Yeah. It cut to the chase, which I love. And appropriate amount of fat and then all these people when they're when they're put in a corner or they uh thrive in the midst of chaos yeah they really you usually get the 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 fight or flight yeah uh moment and and most of this is not it's kind of a little bit of both so it, it's like well i want to run but it looks like i'm gonna have to fight right. so, while i'm running <laughs> so those moments like when Groot does that in the prison and drax does that there Instead of being like, oh, no, how are they going to get out of it? It's like, all right, let's see how these fuckers survive this because you know they're going to, yeah. and it's going to be cool. Less planning. And yeah. that's and that's basically what these guys are. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't plan for shit. Yeah, they're just misfits. subconscious they, on the fly. All of them are drastically different, like mm-hmm. we said, but they get thrown together, and they just have to deal with it, mm-hmm. and they make it work. Yeah, because of their drastic differences and their, you know, their misfits. They're yeah. a band of misfits. And they accidentally found out that they worked well together. Yep. That they can yeah. do this. So, yeah. I, Even I, that whole time when they're telling, when they're talking about, like, Drax is like, you are my friend. Even this green whore. She's <laughs> just like, enough. <laughs> and then, uh, what is it? Nebula goes, oh, I'm going to kill you. He's like, And then he shoots her with the rocket. It's like, yeah. no one talks to my friend that way. <laughs> See, I, I, oh my God, that's. Not wait. This is another example of not wasting any time. Just fucking boom. Yep. Rocket launcher right to the shit talking villain. So we did talk about that one heartstring in the beginning of the film, just a little yes. bit. 
and it wasn't a real big gut punch. Mm -mm. You just definitely go, oh man. It was a setup. It was a setup, but you do feel sad. You're like, oh okay. Oh, absolutely. You can't. It'd be heartbreaking. You can't look at someone that malnourished or that sick looking and not feel bad. I mean, right? Jesus Christ, we uh, we all know the big C and what it can do. Yep. So. And like, I think it hit just appropriately mm -hmm. because then they went in and it's like, now let's have some fun. Mm -hmm. But where do you remember where the other section of that that heartstring came? Fuck. I know what you're talking about, but I can't quote it. It's when Groot sacrificed himself to yes. save everybody. Yes. And he creates the cocoon. Yeah. And there's Rocket, and he's like, no, you can't, because you'll die. Yep. He says, I am Groot. Oh, yeah. They're, they, you can tell those fuckers have been uh, partners in crime for quite some right. time. <laughs> and then they and then they crash on the you know planet or whatever, and mm -hmm. that's when they have the whole fight out with uh, Ronan. But after they defeat Ronan... Yeah. Like, that's the moment where you, you, you feel sad is that moment. That was beautiful. Mm -hmm. But then after the fight, you see Rocket with a stick. Yeah. And he's just bawling. He's just crying. Mm -hmm. And then Drax comes over and sits next to him and just kind of, like, holds him. And I was like, that that's good. Yeah. That's that's what's up. I like. really, yeah, that shit gave me chills. I don't know. No teardroppings. But, nope. But, oh, my God, that I feel, like, something about Groot being silly and kind of, like, the 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 doofus yep you know but then he had a few moments where he saved the day even yep. before the end of the film and then he does this dramatic saving all these the whole crew sacrificing himself i don't know he's just i can see why he could be some uh people's favorite character yeah because he comes through in the clutch like holy shit did not see this coming and it and it really pays off yeah he's been <laughs> like he's there without knowing that he's there you know what i mean like Groot, Groot's just there he's always there he just does what he wants to do but he's not like ever a part of anything you know what i mean like he just does what he's gonna do like he but it's like he hears what yeah. other people are doing he's like oh i'll do that yeah instead you and know kind of like you said somehow becomes like rocket needs that thing so he just walks over there grabs the blinking thing and hands it to him, <laughs> you know, without even thinking about it. He wasn't even a part of the conversation. Yep. <laughs> Same with uh, uh, the the whole, like, the fountain thing when he's drinking out of the fountain. Yep. He wasn't even paying attention, and he just, like, snatches up. He's like, oh, that's a woman. Like, learn your gender, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just doing it. He's not really paying any attention. Yeah. Like, he wasn't a part of the conversation. <laughs> Same thing with that, like, when he was... Uh, there it is. I like all that instead of doofus yeah, that I was trying just, to explain. Yeah. So, so him to do that at the end of the movie is just powerful. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I do. I will say I do like when they're walking in the prison, and he goes, "I am Groot." And yeah. Peter's like, "Yeah, I know. You said it." The fucking yeah. yeah. He was the only time. What's up with the tree over here? The 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 giving tree. I think the giving tree. Or it something. Was like yeah. The, it's the a child, tree. children's book. Uh, yep. fucking, yeah, Once again, eighties reference. Yep. Yep. Childhood <laughs> reference. Yep. That's all he's got. And then, yeah, Rocket is, he don't talk good like us. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, <you know>? so, <laughs> There's only I, Am, and Groot exclusively in that order. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, fuck yeah. The jokes are nonstop. Yeah. It is. With oh, so much heart. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal writing. I, uh, I just. Yeah, I don't know. Is that everything? I was just check, double checking my notes to see if I missed anything. 
because uh, it feels like we're we're wrapping up on the Guardians of Galaxy, and I'm kind of sad about it. But right, I feel we, like we, at this we, point it's just fanboying. Yes, we're and we'll, we can get back to re- that when we do our James Gunn episode. Right, yeah, because <laughs> we could just keep talking about the same things. Yeah, and enjoying. Uh, I will say though, the re- there's more reasons to why I love this film the most is, and it primarily really does. Nothing. Just... Primarily, it really does come down to uh, the writing. Yes. Like, James Gunn's storytelling. Like, once again, I didn't know much about James Gunn. At the... I didn't pay any attention, to, I guess, to James Gunn. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But after seeing this and then seeing Suicide Squad and then Peacemaker, like, and then looking back at Slither yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, that dude is a phenomenal writer. Yeah. And he knows how to get... He's one of the few people I feel like knows how to get what's in his head out there in film. Right. You know, he could take it from his head to the page, the page to the screen. And into the rest of, into strangers' fucking heads. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we can see what he sees somehow. Yeah, yeah. It fucking, it's very clear. It's it's an incredible gift that he has, and I hope mm-hmm. to God that he is able to keep doing it. Now, we did he's learn. Sh- he's shooting uh, Guardians 3 as we speak. Yeah. But we did hear that this will be the last. Yes. So, uh, I think they have a holiday special that they're coming up with this by the end of this year. Okay. Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So, okay. it's supposed to be in like December, I think. Huh. Uh, Christmas special, something like that. Well, good. So, it's kind of... It's going to be hilarious. I They'll probably make fun of Star Wars Christmas special a little bit. <laughs> that piece of crap that it was. Oh, uh. Wow, yeah. <laughs> It'd be hard not to like, poke at that. Like the only time that you see Boba Fett, yeah, that's like the first introduction of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. That's a whole <laughs> other thing. Um, uh, yeah. but yeah, like, but the, like I said, one of the, that's like the re- big reason is James Gunn and his writing. Mm-hmm. But I really have to say, as much as it doesn't seem like it could be a comic book character, this is probably the most accurate to a comic book. I would feel. Does that make sense? Like I feel like you could be. This is taking it right out of a comic book. Yeah. You know. Ooh, yeah, like the way it looks. Yeah, the way it looks and, yeah. and feels like it's a it's a fun ride, it's enjoyable like like I went into this movie still. Like I watched it a couple days ago, rewatched it a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. And it's probably been about a year or two since I've watched it, but yeah. rewatching it went into it the same way I do with comic books. I just dive in and I love it. I just I'm hooked and I enjoy it and I'm like just can't get through it enough, and I want to do it again. <laughs> like, I get so giddy about it. Yeah, that's... You know, Iron Man 1 is my favorite out of all these, and I'm just, like, so curious if this one is better than Iron Man 1. It might be. It's hard to admit, but I think so. I personally think so. This is by far my favorite. Because, yeah... The... Right? As of right now. It right. would go It would yeah, go this. we're only... Well, I'm only saying that for the movies yep. we've. It would. It would. This would be number one, and then it would go Thor. Yeah. Like I loved Thor; that was great. But like, it was more about bringing Thor to life that mm-hmm. I liked, and less about the whole story as itself. This, there wasn't a damn thing I didn't like about it. Not one thing. I enjoyed everything about it. <laughs> so I think that these kind of films have a lot of importance to the way that the cinematic, this Marvel Cinematic Universe is developing. Because you have a lot of seriousness, and then you have something that's just fun. 
You know what I mean? Like, this is just a fun movie. It has its moments where it's serious, but, like, it's a fun movie. Shit, yeah. A lot of Marvel movies, they have their their jokes for, like, kids and adults here and there. Yeah, they're, their scenes. They're kind of peppered in here and yep. there. But this one, like, like I've said, it's a fucking straight-up comedy. You can want to do the Aram thing. You strip away all the comic book shit, you got yourself a fucking Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, so, uh, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this... Yeah, the Marvel comedy relief. This one is not. It's it's better than the rest of them. Yeah, you know, I don't know. And I feel like the only other time that you get that is with um, Spider Man and Deadpool. But Deadpool, you understand where what you're getting from. Yeah, that's like that's very blatant. But Mm -hmm. like, and it's Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) But like Spider Man, I think it's the only time you get. Something similar, a similar right. feel. Some real comedy, not the, not the, I don't know. How. Sprinkled in there for, yeah, yeah. for effects kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're saying too. Just to, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Like it's a shoehorn in there yeah. a little bit to be like, hey, this is funny. Mm-hmm. You know, this is funny and this one's funny. That's what, that's where our funny marks are. <laughs> Hit those marks. Let's make sure we see the funny. Uh, Seinfeld all the way through. <laughs> And then you have like Spider Man, who is a genuinely his yeah. curiosity as a, as a kid being thrown in this. You get that. That's funny. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so, yeah, that's very true. So You're like, right. you get that in Civil War, where he's like, yeah. looking at it's like, is that a metal arm? That's cool. Is this this is you totally just get the sense that this he's he's genuinely fascinated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and he just keeps oh that's so cool oh Captain America I'm a big fan right oh, you even know I mean? like you guys ever see Empire Strikes Back we take down. Ant Man, like they did the mammoth. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you're right. Yeah, that's another one that that's different when it comes to comedy. Yeah. Yep. Hell Otherwise, yeah. we don't really get that. So. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. So it was nice. I really, really enjoyed laughing. Yes. At this fucking movie, and then yeah, now that I love James Gunn, I know more about him. I know why I'm laughing. Yep. I like everything you just said about his writing. Zack Snyder and James Gunn for DC president. Oh yeah. That's all I gotta say. Can we make that happen? Can we start a petition? Well, you're right. We we got the fucking Zack Snyder cut. We can we can get him <laughs> to fix the future of DC. Right? I think they could do phenomenal justice. Oh yeah. I mean, James Gunn's already made things canon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like his big thing on Instagram. Canon. Canon. <laughs> canon. Canon. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's all I. It's all I think about it. Each time he does it, I'm thinking, "Why throwing money out there at a stripper? <laughs> <laughs> just throwing his canonness out to people." Cannon, 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 cannon. So yeah, I don't have much else to say about this. I think we could probably move on. Yep. Oh, well, there you have it. Don't fuck with the Princess Bride. I mean, uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is great. Truly, it's great. It's it fascinating. Really, it really is. Now, now I'm kind of excited to talk about uh, Volume 2 to do a little bit of a comparison because it is drastically different. I am ready to watch it with more serious attention. I don't... Was it directed and written by James Gunn? I want to... I believe so. Was it? Okay. I believe so. Yeah, there was something about it. I know he, he got fired. He, he got canceled for a minute. I don't remember the details. I don't remember either, but yeah, like he got fired. But uh, yeah. And then he, he came back. He yeah. He was able to come back. And that's one of the reasons why Volume Three, 
I'm guessing that's what it's it will be called. why it's happening. Is why it's been happening so many years after the fact of two. That's right. I don't remember. I, we're going to have to look into that. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to talk about James Gunn for sure because right. I don't remember that. I do uh, I do know that Drax, or not Drax, uh, David Bautista, who plays Drax, was pretty vocal on the set of the second one or something like that about him being fired. Like, he was okay with it. Really? So, yeah, I'm really curious about what happened. Mm-hmm. I think we should definitely look into that and okay. talk about it. All right. So, anyway, All right. let's get on to our themed man versus man. Me versus you. Put them up. Put them up. Put them up. Oh, I'll fisty cups. Let's uh, fisty cups all day. Uh, I need a fluffer. So I'm gonna move my arms. Well, that's that's, a whole you, other that's thing. the meaning of that word, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is there fluffer in boxing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the guy that puts the baby powder <laughs> on the knuckles. <laughs> Mike Epps. Like, it's the one that loosens more, them up. More, more. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, man versus man. So, films that basically should make sense to you, but man versus man, human versus human. I don't know. However you want to take that. Right. It's, it's pretty simple. Pretty, pretty uh, straightforward. So, I know Jason struggled a little bit. Me? Yeah. I did because the options are huge for man versus man. I wanted to pick things I really like and I thought was unique. But I, yeah, kept forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I felt overwhelmed by all the options. Well, we just to talked about up. that some of the issues we we're having is like we wanted to... Um, there are films that we could have easily picked, but yeah. we were like, that would be good for a different topic or a different subject or yeah. try not to, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, because of, yeah, we're going to have a revenge theme month because right? those are obviously man versus man type things, yep. but uh, it's a heavier theme on the revenge. Yeah, I had like seven films in my list and I took out four of them because of that reason. Yeah? Because they were revenge. And I'm like, I think we, that's why I... I was just like, hey, we should do a revenge yeah. thing because of those four films that I really want to talk about, but mm -hmm. all four of those yeah. are about revenge. I switched up uh, <laughs> two of my movies, so. no. but I, th I thought it was a good idea. Yeah. Do you want to go first or? Uh, do you want to go back and forth? Sure. We'll, we'll change <laughs> it up. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go first, I guess. All right, you go first. Now, we, we decided we we're going to do four films yeah. because Aram's not here, so mm -hmm. we'll do four, just one extra. Right. Per. So, yeah, what's your first one? All right, my first one's going to be Ready or Not. <clears throat> Which I just recently watched. Yeah, that's awesome because that, this is the first film that came to mind when we had the Man vs. Man idea. Yeah. Because it's, it's really that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... It, it does remind me of the movie Hunt, like you said, yeah, the, the Hunt. Hunt. But uh, this one is—I don't know—it's gory. It's—I uh, don't want to say—it is unique. It like, is pretty unique, yeah. You know, this lady gets; she's newly wed. She's a new wife. Mm -hmm. she just got married to this rich family, this, and then old you, money rich. Old money rich, and therefore you're not surprised when they have a cult type of family di dynamic. Yep, they have and, traditions, as and they then, call it. Do they? What's the prize for her surviving, or something like that? 
What are the stakes? I forget. Because it's ready or not, here I come. Or like hide and go seek? Is that the... Well, okay, so... It's the been... tradition that they have is that uh, on the day of their wedding, they get yeah. married, and then that night, mm -hmm. they have to, for the wedding night, they have as a family have a tradition where they do a game night. And so they have that's this little right. box and they, they explain chose about randomly. the box. That's right. Yep. And this box has a, like, they put a blank card and it spits out. So it's, a, it's technically supposed to be a magic box. Yeah. And it spits out this type of game, but she can only pull it. And then when whatever the game is, whether it's chess or yeah. you know, archery, it doesn't matter what it is. They have to play the game. Mm -hmm. And then if they they win or they ex, you know succeed or whatever, they just become a part of the family. But the one card that gets drawn is hide and seek. And that is one where they have to, they go on a hunt. It's basically them hunting her down and yeah. having to kill her. In their mansion, right? In their it's mansion. All yep, they have to stay within the, the, the parameters of this this house yeah um and sh they basically say you can hide all you want all you have to do is survive till dawn yeah but there's a bit of a a, a pull on that if they don't survive then something bad will happen or if, if she does survive right. they don't kill her because it's supposed to be a sacrifice yeah because we find out what I don't know why I'm the one telling this, but... I haven't seen this since it came out in 2019, so... Yeah, and I'm I just recently watched it, like, last week or something. But you're reminding me, yeah. They're uh, Satan worshippers. Yes, okay. Yep. So, one of their, like, great-grandfathers or one of their grandparents or one of the uncles, somebody mm. in their family, like, just a, a generation before them... Um, like, sold their soul? Sold their soul to the devil. Mm-hmm. For and, for uh, wealth and their like board games and stuff like and that. And now that Empire. family's bloodline has to pay the price. Yes, for eternity, <laughs> basically. So they have to sacrifice. So in this case, that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a cult, and uh, they have to sacrifice her by dawn, or something bad's supposed to happen. That ending was worth everything. It right. wasn't bad to begin with. It no. started off pretty decent. It was like oh. a. It, it's this called movie a, gets going. Yeah, it's called a, a, a like a crime horror comedy. I think action comedy horror. There you go. I was close. Mystery thriller. There you go. Mystery thriller is what I was thinking mm -hmm. probably. Uh, but yeah, it's a comedy. You definitely see the comedy. Yeah. Definitely horror. Definitely action. Like it has all of it. Mystery suspense. It's not like a direct horror horror. Like you're not terrified. No. It's just the goriness. Very very gory. Yeah. Uh, but the end of that movie made it all just. Oh, oh it yeah. was just it was the perfect ending. Yeah. They did they made the right choices. Yep. And then yeah, she's still in her fucking bride's dress the whole yep. time. Like that movie just I think it was stars. pure white. Yeah. When she, she left, it was not. It and looked I, like it had been shat on. And I just <laughs> remember the moment she pulls the card, says ready or not, and like the like the husband is just like, oh fuck. We have no choice but to do this. Some people, some family members are excited, like, yay. Yep. Some people are like, you know, it, the feelings are all over the place. And then when she gets explained to what happens, she does, she's like, the fuck? Are you serious? Like, yeah. Like that, that, well, uh, that transition of understanding going from like, you got to be kidding to you're not kidding. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the game starts and like, that was, it was very, it's very, a survival moment. Yeah. I don't know. It was really well done. And it really was. That sticks out to me. I agree. I agree. The story was really well done. Also, it had two fairly 
unique and big names in there too. Um, Adam Brody and Andy McDowell. Oh yeah, yep. that's right. Those are at least the two big names I could say like in this film and it, not movies I expected them to see. Adam Brody, I've seen him in something similar. That was Jennifer's Body. Okay. He was in that movie, which had a very similar, it was also about Satan worshipers. <laughs> right. Um, but <clears throat> definitely not a movie I expected to see him in until he just showed up. I'm like, oh, hey, look at that guy. Look right. at that guy. And you find <laughs> out he's the one that you like. Yeah. He's the one that, you know, you like the most. But then, you know, Annie McDowell definitely was like, what? What is she doing in mm-hmm. this? But I liked her. Hell yeah. Get her face smashed in. <laughs> yeah, brutal movie. And then some, uh, there was like hidden doors and. There's a big ass mansion. Like, yeah, with all these secret this and that. And I was, I always loved that shit as a kid, finding secret little tunnels or hidden doors or, you know, it, secret routes. It was a, it in was a house. A, it was basically a clue. Yeah. <laughs> it was a whole clue mansion. Yep. Hell yeah. Except the, in this case, everybody's after them. After yeah, that one chick. Yeah. It's not about who killed who and what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they nonchalant. They, one of the sisters or something like that keeps killing random people. Yeah. That's what made it funny. She's like, oh, I'm terrible at yeah. this. <laughs> She's like, why is this happening to me? It was, it she was, like shoots three people like. Yeah. That aren't a part of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like the helpers and shit. And, yeah, you know. it, it it helped that everybody had their own opinion and perspective on how to play the game, whether they wanted to or not, and yep. the different levels of serious they took it. Instead of all of them being like ready serious to go and it. working together, and like because the know. only you had the one it, fanatic about it, which yeah. was the aunt. Yeah, and uh, you later on find out why she's mm-hmm. the fanatic is because like when this last happened, like. 40 years ago or whatever like that, her husband yep. was the one who had this happen to mm-hmm. her. And that was the last time. And that was when Adam Brody was like 10 years old. Yeah, he was the kid. Yep. yep. So, yeah. It's a, it's a good movie. Yeah, it it's really a good is. Movie. Check it out. Check it out. I rented it on Amazon Prime, I think, for like three bucks. Yeah, I just, it was streaming on Hulu in 2019. And I was like, what the hell is this? This seems cool. Yeah. Watched it, loved it. Yep, absolutely. I loved it too. That was really good. All right, Tim, you're up. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try going in order here. So let's see. This is the first one. <clears throat> Two thousand and one rat race. You motherfucker. I love that movie. I love this movie as well. Uh <laughs> if nobody's seen this movie, it's a must. In my opinion, it's a must. So Rat Race is well here I was I'll read it. Yeah. A Las Vegas casino uh was it a uh, person determined to find a new uh, avenue for wagering sets up a rat race. So basically this John uh, uh John Love yeah. it? No. no, no. Well he's in it. Yep. Uh John uh Cleese from uh, oh, Monty yes. Python. Yep, yep. He oh, uh yeah. he's the mongrel. He's the he's the rich guy and so it's basically a he sets up this race about there's a key and a locker at this bus station or whatever and all the way on the other side of the country. And whoever gets it first wins a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically a bunch of rich people. Fucking with poor people. Yeah. Using poor people for their entertainment, entertainment yeah. and betting on it. So, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun ride. Oh. But it's yeah. got a hell of a cast. 
Uh, that's the one thing that I think I love the most. It is a comedy. It's, a, it's called Adventure... What is this? It's action Adventure Comedy. It's funny as fuck. Yep. But Breck and Meyer, uh, Amy Smart, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Vince Vyloff, which he was in Grind. He was... I mentioned him in one of my other films. Uh, you have Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, oh man, Seth Green. Yep. Uh, Fuck, I'm not, it's been so long. I used to watch this movie on VHS all the time. Yep, John Lovitz. I'm gonna have to. Uh, and then there's a handful of other people in here too. Like I said, John. Was it? Rowan Atkinson, who's Mr. Bean for anybody oh, who doesn't hell know. Yeah. You know, John Cleese. Yeah, it's it's got a hell of a cast, but it's fucking hilarious. One of my favorite scenes of all time in this movie is John Lovitz and his family. They go into the World War II uh, museum and they steal Hitler's car and they drive it out and then they bust into a old Vietnam veterans home and he had just burnt his tongue from the uh, cigarette lighter mm-hmm. and like because it went into his mouth and mm-hmm. he burnt his tongue. And then he also got like some soot and he like put it up on his upper lips. <laughs> <laughs> and then he busts in this, you know, this uh, veteran's home and he just can't talk and he starts screaming. And he's like, ooh, ooh, So he's got the hand ooh, motions. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, he's um, like, just throw his hands up in front of him, you know, like the, the you know, Hitler salute. Yeah. And this, this, Old guy in a wheelchair pulls out an old fucking gun from his wheelchair like seat and just starts <laughs> shooting at him. It's just this is great. That's like that's comedy oh, gold right there. Fuck yeah! I'm I've I forgot about this movie. I'm, yep. I gotta I gotta get it on Ro- my voodoo. Rowan Atkins is, he has uh, epilepsy, uh, epilepsy. Yeah, so he falls asleep randomly. He's the winner. Like he's winning, and he even says like. He's like, oh, I'm winning, I'm winning. And then he just falls asleep with the key right in front of him. Everybody else is behind him, giving him like a wide berth. And he's just sleeping yeah. there, right there in front of the locker. Everybody's looking at him. just like, why are we waiting? It's not epilepsy. It's <laughs> no, nar- absolutely. Nar- nar- narcolepsy? Yeah, yeah. That's what epilepsy yep. is with the lights. Yeah. Sensitivity oh, lights. Yeah, yeah. Narcolepsy, where he just falls asleep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's brilliant. Like, this is funny. This, everybody's just looking at each other. It's like, why are we waiting? And then, and then they bum rush. I'm like, <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. It's a fun movie. It's a Fuck fun yeah. movie. It yeah. Is. Jerry Zucker is the director of that. And he's done Airplanes. Okay. He did Ghost. <laughs> oh, shit. Yep. Shh. Top secret. <laughs> oh, wow. Val Kilmer. Yep. Police Squad with. Uh, um, <clears throat> Leslie Nielsen. Hmm. Oh, the new movie too. Uh, Twenty two uh, winning time. Oh, that uh, HBO Max basketball yep, thing? basketball thing. Yep. Oh, sweet! You got yep. to work with Adam McKay. That's awesome. Yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, so <clears> he's done. That makes sense. Oh, he did First Night too. Oh wow! Richard Greer and uh, Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he has his comedy for yeah. sure. For sure. Oh, he did the Naked Gun. <coughs> Naked Gun 33 and a half, the final okay. insult. Naked Gun 2 and a half, <laughs> the Naked Gun. Wow. Wow, okay. Totally that makes, makes total, sense. Yes. Absolutely. All right, cool. Because, yeah, Rad Race is nothing but a silly, silly, fun. It's not over the top, though, either. It's not like uh, unrealistic. 
I guess. You know what I mean? Like, like exaggerated. Like, it, it's not overly exaggerated. Yeah, I guess it brings it right to the line and it doesn't it, really, it really cross does. it that It's not far. like Naked Gun where it's just... It well, just de- puts his toe over the line. Yeah. Instead of just... <laughs> yeah. It's not like his Naked Guns, though. Like, yeah. Where, you know, those are, like, ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like, the Pinocchio thing. Yeah. You know. Nope. It's, uh, it's right along the lines of, like, the Jim Carrey's Ace Ventura stuff. And, uh, kind of like the Austin Powers type stuff. Like, that, that kind of... That kind of line, right? Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's got smart. Fuck, I don't know. I haven't seen it forever. I'm gonna go buy that on Hulu tonight. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> or I, mean, I, love it. I know I have it somewhere around here. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Um. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. All right then. Uh, say what you will, but this was my favorite movie when it came out in 2008. For at least 10 years, it probably still is my favorite. One of my favorite movies. The Dark Knight. Mm. Yeah. When this shit came out, I was, I saw it in the theater several times, obsessed with it. Uh, obviously, it's Batman versus Joker, Two-Faced, uh, him in the city, fucking, it's kind of you know, man versus self as well, but I, I don't know. <clears throat> well, dude, it has one of the best performances of... Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger's performance is untouchable. It's and Chris, undeniable. Christopher Nolan's writing and darkness yep. and cinematography. It just uh, the way they even killed the, music, the love man. story. Even well, the music. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's just it's it's fucking like a hundred percent for me. This movie and it, I don't know, everybody knows this movie. Everybody loves this movie. Yep. I don't know what to say about it. You know who's in it. You fucking, I don't know. I watch it probably once every two years, and I still get that 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 feeling when I first saw it in the theater. Like, I'm just compelled. I'm captivated. I'm fully engaged in the story. For me? Yeah. It is Heath Ledger's performance. Yeah. He is the most captivating thing about this film. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's hard not to... Yeah, I mean... It's hard not to watch him... No, I mean, his performance at the mobster meeting with the pencil. Yep. His performance when he gets he locked jail. up in jail. Yep. Uh, Which he did a lot of improv stuff in this and shit like that. Like, that was one where he's, like, sitting in jail. He's just sitting there and he just starts clapping. Yeah. Like, apparently that was improv. Like, right. apparently his Ledger just decided that he felt like he should clap. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> he really embodied that character. He... Which also... Unfortunately, had was a lot of effects to reason for his demise. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's I think a lot of other issues, but he right. because of him embodying this character so much because he he put him through himself in a in a in a very unsafe mental state. Yeah. To play this character, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, he went method. I don't know if he yeah, went yeah. method yeah, all he the went... time, but he took this role very serious. Yeah. And I think Jack Nicholson told him to be careful or something like that. Yeah. Kind of warned him or. Let him know that getting into this character's mind is kind of dangerous. Yep. So I don't. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't see how I can agree with Jack Nicholson giving any advice because his Joker wasn't that right intense. No, it was <laughs> it was more silly, and I, it was, it was more uh, Adam West type of almost. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That version of the I could have easily have seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree <laughs> with you. Yep. Like the the old show with Adam West. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not to say that Jack Nicholson was bad. I'm just saying no. I, I yeah. it wasn't as dark they're, as they're it not really been. comparable. Heath no. Ledger took it to a level no one can ever reach nope. <laughs> again, probably. Nope. I agree. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I just had to get that all the way because it's seriously always going to be one of my favorite films. Yeah. The Dark Knight. So that was, what's up? Well, I was going to say when we talk about DC or if we talk about franchise movies, mm-hmm. we'll just have to remember that uh, that this was brought up. Yeah. No, yeah, I can I can talk about Batman Begins and well, I mean, The we, Rise. We still talk about it. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, we've already mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. I'll let you talk about it next time. <laughs> I agree, though. I will say out of those trilogies, yeah, the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight or the Batman series, you know, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and then... Uh, rises. Rises, yeah, Batman Rises. I agree, man. They're one of the best. Oh, yeah. Like, they are one of the best Batman films out there. And for this to be a Dark Knight, to be a sequel, and to be in the middle of a trilogy, and to be this fucking good. Yeah. And Entirely to different, the story, too. Yes. Entirely different feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's Christopher Nolan. I've always been a big fan of Christopher Nolan right. to begin with. Yeah. Ever since I saw Memento. Right. Love yeah, I I have Guy Pierce. been before I even knew who he was because I've been terrible at like caring about directors and mm-hmm. writers and blah blah blah. Then uh and yeah. So All right. So Your turn. Oh, I I didn't specify that rat race why it was a man versus man is Oh yeah. It's a, it's a competition. Fuck. It's yeah, it's it's a, it's a little bit about like them versus themselves, you know, because right. it's a race, yeah. but it's also they try to they go against to- like man using man, you know, like the yeah. the rich snobs using the poor. You so. can't win unless it's a competition. It's a competition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this other one is a little bit harder, but I I threw it in there because I felt very appropriate. The Terminal, two thousand and four, uh, Steven Spielberg, The Terminal with is that Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks? Yep. Okay. I adore this movie. I think Scarlett it, Johansson. Mm, or am I thinking Bill Murray? That's uh, Lost in Translation. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Tom Hanks and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Ah. Uh, and my my boy, Stanley Tucci. Ooh. Yep. He plays the uh, the uh, JFK airport's, like, yeah. head of security or whatever. Okay, yes. Yep. I've seen he this once. Oh, you, you should revisit. I'm going to write this down. Yep. Uh, so, Tom Hanks is uh, plays an Eastern European tourist who unexpectedly finds himself stranded in JFK airport and must take up temporary residence there. So he basically, the the concept is that his country goes to war. Okay. And so they close the borders. And he's there without an, uh, without a pass. With a, so he can't uh, enter the United States. Yep. So at this point, he's stuck there. Purgatory limbo. Yep, for like, like a month mm-hmm. or something like that. So he has to live in the airport for a month, and he—it's <laughs> interesting, like very interesting. So, I the reason why I say this is man versus man is that he is going against—he—he's a—he's a, a guy with no home, right? But Stanley Tucci is trying to make his life miserable. Okay, like he's like, I don't know, like uh, what is it? To what purpose? Tom what? Hanks, Tom, just because he he shouldn't be there, and he's making himself too comfortable. Okay, you know, <laughs> and so like he finds a way of making some some change so he can go get Burger King or McDonald's or whatever. So he like finds all these carts, and if you put uh, these carts back, you get twenty five cents. So you put twenty five cents, you can get the cart, the pull cart at the airport. You put it back, you get your twenty five cents back. Yeah. So he finds a system where he grabs all the abandoned carts. Uh huh. And he starts to piling them up, and 
he gets like you know a couple dollars worth of right? quarters. Right. Yeah. Puts a stop to it. Stanley yep. immediately puts a stop to it. So there, the reason why I said it's man versus man is not only is he got the internal battle versus the head of security, but it's also him against the government. He can't go home because uh, of his government, <clears throat> and he can't go in the United States because of our government. So it's man versus policy as well. So, right on. You know, and he kind of makes friends and stuff like that. And it's a, it's a good movie. It's I, re- a, it's a, I adore this movie. I remember watching a long time. What, what year? 2004. Okay, yeah. Fuck, I feel like it was older than that. I don't know. I was working at the theater when this came out. Okay. I was instantly like, yeah, that was great. Like, I felt, felt all the feelings. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I love it. And Tom Hanks, I mean, he doesn't put on, he hardly ever puts on a bad performance. So yeah. this is right I don't know when was Castaway. That was pretty, quite a few years later. But was it? I feel like it was. But uh, he had a same kind of vibrato about him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's uh, it's like the same kind of performance he was putting on. Yeah, I just yeah, fuck. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna watch that movie too. It's been too long. <clears throat> and I guarantee I'll have a different perspective than when I first saw it. Totally do it. All right. Who directed that one? <laughs> Steven Spielberg. Oh, shit. That's probably why I liked it. Didn't even know why. Right. It's kind of hard not to like his stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. I'm sticking with the action. John Wick. Yeah, that's that's one that I was like, oh, that's a vengeance. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to say it. it. Is. <laughs> that's the whole purpose of that one. I feel like we could talk about the it, John Wick it, it trilogies is, but too, especially it's only this movie, but and, and then the two and three, four and well, five. Well, it's just a continuation. It's like nonstop. Yeah, it becomes man versus man after this one. Uh, because yeah, this is vengeance for a car and a dog, <clears throat> so it doesn't Mainly last the long. <laughs> the other movies we'd pick on the the vengeance theme month would be a. At that point, it says a survival, <laughs> <clears throat> right? Which but, he does well. But he plays I, good survival. This movie was kind of underground. It didn't do very well, or it went oh, under. I, it, I didn't hear about it, and it didn't do well in the theaters. What? Yeah. How did it not? All I did was hear about it. I, I didn't. I had to have people tell me, "Hey, you need to go see this fucking mm-hmm. thing." Well, to be fair, I am a cave dweller and don't get out much. But when I did hear about this movie from a coworker or an employee at the time, they were telling me about it, and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And they kind of said what you said. What the fuck? You haven't heard about this? You need to watch it. I'm right. bringing it to you tomorrow, and you need to watch it right away. Yeah, this came out the same year that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy came out. 2014. Yep, 14. So, like, I, I remember very clearly about those two films being awesome. Yeah, I I had no idea, which is, it, it fucks with me because I watch everything Keanu Reeves. So I don't know if it had bad marketing or uh, I was just not. Yeah, I don't know. I was I, extra caved well in that year. I guess in fairness, yeah, I had people tell me okay. hey, that movie was badass, so I suppose. Right. I, I don't know. Because, yeah, it, it didn't do all that well. No. Worldwide gross, $86 million. Right. That's pretty fucking low worldwide. And it, and it, and it uh, like mall rats. It was rats. a $20 million budget. That's not bad either. Sim- it's pretty low. Right. Holy shit. 
Yeah, this movie is actually very independent. The first one, it's fucking, yeah. Uh, but it, like similar to Kevin Smith's Mall Rats, it mm-hmm. didn't get popular till after the fact. Like fan, or like Princess Bride, I guess. Word of mouth. Yeah. People talking about it, passing, sharing the movie, yep. and then, and then years it became popular, and then they started making the sequels and shit. Yeah. You know. So it has a. I really. I suppose you're right. I really like that story. That part of that franchise's story. Yeah, because that second film did come out until two, uh, 2017. Yeah. And then the third one came out in 2019. So yeah, yeah that, that's a. Uh, now they're making pretty five. Yeah, the Donald Four is supposed to come out 2023. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I guess a- you are right, man. It's it probably was very low under the radar. Yeah, and uh, yeah that. Um, that employee that demanded that I watch this movie and hyped it up. I just, it was one of the few times where you watch something after someone hyped it up so much and you were like, wow, they didn't even hype it up enough. This is yeah. fucking amazing. God, I agree. Like I saw that in theaters. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? This, right? is, this is intense. So smooth with Ooh. the gunplay and the kung fu blend. And when you learn, Keanu Reeves was known when he did Matrix for doing the Kung Fu, like learning yeah. Kung Fu and learning martial arts. And he, so he's never really straight away from challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, but he nailed everything about this film. Yeah. Like he spent just all the training he could on learning yeah. more martial arts and he, without even getting in shape too. It's not like he was getting in shape and yeah. buffing up or anything. He wasn't trying to be the next action star, but he, right. but he was. Um he he was doing all that gun training and shit. Like you see that shit on YouTube, and it's just mm-hmm. like fucking right. This dude took his shit serious. Like I want him and my apocalyptic team when I'm facing zombies because he's gonna fucking hit him right in the head mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. Fuck yeah, and yeah, you can tell with the action scenes because they're not choppy. They're not overly c- cutted or edited. You know. Yep. They're fleshed out. Yeah. I don't know. So. Well, and, and what's funny is the guy who taught him, the mm-hmm. stunt coordinator yeah. for The Matrix, who taught him the kung fu and worked with him and all that stuff, is the director of John Wick. Okay. So, there's a relationship there, too. Hell yeah. And he knows how to make good fight movies. <laughs> is he, John Wick, the same guy that did that first person movie, uh, something Henry? Hardcore Henry? Yeah. Are you talking about the director? Yeah. Uh, ooh. I, or is it the writer? Something. I thought that it had something to do. You don't really know. Hmm. That might have been too uh, off topic, but yep. You, those are my reasons for John Wick. I fucking fell in love with that shit and I had to be told about it. He did Nobody, the writer. Okay. Did nobody. That's what I'm, because that's we what We did talk is. about that. Yeah. <laughs> John Wick was sad dad energy. Sad dad Wick. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I remember that. So. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, that's about it that I got to say about that movie. I, I just like its its history and how it turned into fucking five movies and a television show, The Continental. I'm looking forward to it. That yeah. should be coming out anytime, right? Yeah, well, mm, yeah. Or, I think they're shooting it now or getting close to it. So it was uh, at least six months ago. They they finished casting or whatever, but I haven't read up anything. All right. So, that was yours, John Wick. 
Hell yeah. My next one is 2007 called Fracture. And this is a crime drama thriller um, starring Anthony Hopkins, who I fucking love, and Ryan Gosling. What's the movie? Fracture. Holy shit. I haven't seen that in forever either. Yep. I remember seeing this in theaters. Now, this is what I'm confused about. I wasn't working at the movie theaters in 2007. Okay. But I swear to God that I saw this when I was working in the, at the cinema. Mm-hmm. And here it says 2007, but maybe I did go see it in theaters and I'm just all blur. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I love this film. I, I, I thought it was interesting. So basically an attorney intending on oh, climbing yes. the career ladder towards success finds an unlikely opponent and in manipulative crime he uh, is trying to prosecute. So basically Anthony Hopkins is a rich engineer who's like a really well-known famous engineer um, who's like architects like has specialties or whatever. So he's basically a borderline genius. Yeah. And uh, he kills his wife. And then gets thrown in trial and basically says that he didn't do it. And yep. the case goes on that, you know, it's whatever winning. Like, he's winning, mm-hmm. saying he didn't do it. He's getting away with it. And then Ryan Gosling is a attorney who's a lawyer who's trying to make something of himself. Yeah. And he basically fails up until the end when they reveal... One slight little miss up. Mm-hmm. So it was it was well done, and I'm not huge on like courtroom movies Me necessarily. Neither. I, I find this them pretty is one boring. I, but this is one that's pretty good. That so. definitely held my attention. Yep, and it's Anthony Hopkins. Right, I can love that guy. <clears throat> and I, when I first saw this movie, I didn't. I knew who Anthony Hopkins was because of Hannibal Lecter, obviously. Yep, but Ryan Gosling, I had no idea. Who the fuck he was when I first saw this movie? Yeah, because I saw I remember seeing it accidentally or like on HBO or just clicked on it out of boredom and yep. I watched. Yeah, I was captivated. Yeah, I, I like it. I liked it a lot. <clears throat> it's one of those movies that's just always stuck with me. I mean, it's not a great film. I'm not gonna say like it deserves all these awards or anything like that. It's right. just one of those movies that's always stuck with me. Right. Kind of resonated with and it. It might be, yeah, because I really don't like courtroom movies. Like, they bore the fucking piss out of me. I hate the jargon. Yeah, you do, yep. Um, just the whole setting is just so off putting. Yeah, I really have to like the concept of like, yeah. what's going on or mm-hmm. something like that for me to really want to dive into a courtroom movie. Right. So, all right, what's your next one? All right, my next one is The Raid. The Raid, huh? Have you ever seen it? Heard of it? It's in. Yep. Yeah, talking about the the, is it Japanese, um, or Chinese? It's a overseas, overseas, yeah, subtitle. Yep, it's a it's intense, brutal. Oh my god, yeah, brutal as fuck. And yeah, uh, I'll just read the thing. Oh, they came out with another one too, didn't they? Yeah, I have them both on Voodoo. I should watch them. I haven't seen the second. Actually, I don't even think I finished the first one. Yeah, yeah, I think I only watched uh, parts of it. Oh, uh, yeah, a SWAT team becomes trapped in a tenement run by a ruthless mobster and his army of killer and thugs. 
And that's pretty much it. They fucking fight their way out, and they barely fucking make it. And it's so action-packed that it's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's subtitles, but the script is so simple. It had yeah. been like eight pages long, and then they were like, the rest is fighting. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, a three-page of dialogue, and then the rest is just, now let them fight. Yeah, and, and what's cool is uh, the main character... I don't know, Iko or whatever. Yeah. He's like a, the rookie or whatever the fuck, and nobody knows his skill, and he just ends up being, a you know, ass. the top dog. Yep. The, 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 you know. He's the one that saved the day. Mm-hmm. Kind of more like saving his own skin, but. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to be told about this movie. This came out in 2011. The director also wrote it. Uh, this Yeah, it's called The Raid Redemption. Yeah, somebody had to tell weird. me to watch this one, too. Yeah, which yep. is a weird redemption for a first movie, but <laughs> for it to have that as the... <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I feel like the second one starts right where the first one left off or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I do like when films do that. Mm-hmm. No, sometimes, I don't... Right. Sometimes, as long as it's done, like, appropriately. Because then it doesn't stray away from the film. Cause just like John Wick. Mm-hmm. It's the same oh, thing yeah. as, like, John Wick. You know, like, John Wick 2 and uh, 3 were... Right after one another. Oh yeah, but if you're in the mood for fast pace, well crafted <laughs> uh, martial arts, this is where it's at. If you're a fan of Tony Jaw, yep, I was just gonna say it had a very Tony Jaw feel, yeah. but more violence. Yeah, a lot more violence. Like when Groot. Jet Li was the new Jackie Chan type of thing, without the comedy relief and cool stunts <laughs> and stuff. He's he's like the new Tony Jaw or whatever. Uh, so I don't know. A friend of mine request or. Told me I had to watch it, and I, he was not wrong. <clears throat> Thanks, Curtis. <laughs> Shout out. That's all I got to say about that shit because it's really a, a you're in, you're out type of movie. Yeah, you, fucking, you know what you're getting. Yeah, it's only uh, an hour and 41 minutes. Damn, that's a little bit longer than I thought it would be, but it's so fast-paced. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it. But that's my fourth and final choice. Well, my fourth and final uh, is 2010, The Social Network. Okay. Yep. So, biographical drama. Yeah. About this Facebook. Is, yeah, this is one of the few films I like. What's his name? Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. For some reason, I have a problem with him. I used to. Yep. But when I saw this movie, I was like, ah, fuck, I might be wrong. Because he, <laughs> he did so good. I am a sucker for this guy, Jesse yeah. Eisenberg. I don't. I, I, I totally see everything why people don't like him and stuff like that. But there's something about the fucking guy that I also <laughs> like a lot. Yeah, I've heard him uh, talk to Conan on a podcast or something. And he's this smart dude. He thinks. I like the way he thinks. Yeah, is the vibe I got. Yeah, from the interview. He does a really excellent intellectual person because mm. he comes off like he's very intellectual. The way he talks comes off that he he's. Kind of like a little pompous, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's know. why he was great in this role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, the social network. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So it's Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, Justin mm-hmm. Timberlake, and Rooney Mara or Mara. Um, the David Fincher film. So is it? Yep. Huh. I don't know what it is about this movie and why. Like, I don't give two fucks about Facebook. I Me don't neither. give two fucks about I, Zach, 
uh, Zuckerberg or whatever, Mark Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. I don't even know his fucking name. I don't care. I don't care either. But this was a really well done film. I I kind of because I hate Facebook or especially back in the day. Being a hipster that I am, I was like, "Fuck this movie! I'm never gonna watch it." Years later, I watched it, and it was like, "Wow, yeah, this is a fucking fantastic film." Yep, it was just it was the way it was written. Yeah, it was the way that it was done. The performances. Yep, and the reason why I say it's a man versus man is, yeah. is not just because it's a court thing. It's him versus everybody. It's basically him versus the world. He's isolating himself because he thinks he's the smartest person in the room, which apparently, according to this, he basically is. Mm-hmm. But he plays it too much, like, I am the smartest man. You're all going to lose, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And so it's it's the way that he he puts himself that against people. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no matter what it is, everything in this film basically goes, no, you're right. everybody's out to get him because of, what he does, he puts himself <laughs> in a position by making people want to come after him. Okay, cool. I mean, I, I, I like the way you explained that because when you said the the film title, I was like, mm, that might be man versus self, but no, you're right. Like, it's, there's him, a, there's, it's him against the world. Yeah, there's, there's a sense of almost self-deprecating feel, but he yeah. doesn't have any res- resentment towards what he's doing. No, nah, he, he has this weird autistic... Almost, yeah. Fucking vibe it, to it. It's like he doesn't feel like what he's doing mm-hmm. should have any repercussions towards him. Right. He thinks that whatever he's doing is good. It's okay mm-hmm. that he's doing that. He doesn't care what other people think. Mm-hmm. He's very one person. And yeah, I'm not going to lie. You're right. It has a very sense of autistic, almost uh, a sense of uh, uh, Asperger's yes. feel to it. There you go. He's a freaking genius. And, and he- it yeah. maybe he has no filter or whatever. Yeah, yeah he has no re- remorse towards anything he's doing for other people. Yeah, he doesn't care about other yeah. people, even his friends. Friends, as I right. put in quotes, he clearly doesn't give a fuck about them. Right, it's all about but it's himself. not this. It's not this weird self-centered, arrogant type of thing, which I think is why I it only keep saying yeah, uh, it only or Asperger. Yeah, because it only comes off that he's not boasting. Yes, about himself. Exactly. He's not sitting there. Becoming yeah. this egomaniac. Yeah. It's, he uh, can't help it. Yeah, he can't help it. This is just how he feels. Mm-hmm. This is how he thinks, and this is how he feels. Okay. It's a, it's a very matter-of-factly. Yeah. It's, there's no question. It's just, I am smarter than you. Mm-hmm. Why is that even being brought up? Of course I'm smarter than you. I'm the most smartest person in this room. It's not an <laughs> ego thing. It's just a matter-of-fact. So, yeah. yeah. He has a, yeah, it's very, once again, it was just really well done. Don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. No. About anything that's really about. <laughs> no. It's just a really done... And Jesse Eisenberg fucking killed it. Yeah. You know? And I think this is... Other than the Alpha Dog, I think this is one of the... Alpha Timberlake. Dog and the Love Guru. I think this is one of the first films I saw Justin Timberlake in. <laughs> um, you know, acting in too, so... He's really on the last half of the movie, or is it... Well, he's... he's he buys he's, something? He's, he's a uh, business partner he's of some sort. business partner. He's basically the one that takes over... Uh, and kicks out Andrew Garfield's ah uh, yeah yeah character yeah and basically implements himself in there to make him a part of the business partner right on he's like almost like the the marker it seems like yeah. uh, the one that said because he's like he's the one that says it used to be the Facebook and he's like oh yeah. drop out the the, the. just Facebook because I call it the Facebook right because of this movie <laughs> so 
Yeah, because you're old. TikTokity, the YouTube. Those are where you can find us. And <laughs> remember to check out our Patreon page. Help us fuel our witty juice. Yeah. Keep that in stock. That has been our theme of this week. Yeah. The... Man versus men. Fuck. What is... Oh, credit scene for Guardians. Uh, Groot is alive. Yep. That's that's all we get, right? Yep. Baby Groot. Manson, baby Groot. Yep. He was alive. He was planted in a pot and basically yep. is this like a uh, like an eight-inch figure who does a little dance to Michael mm-hmm. Jackson. Yeah. Uh, was it the ABCs? ABC? Is, is oh. it that one? Is that that song? Yeah, that's uh, Jackson 5. Jackson 5. There Bloody you go. Still. Oh, it was Michael oh, yeah. Jackson. Little, yeah, little yeah. Jackson. Little Jackie 5. <laughs> Baby group. <laughs> little Jackson. Uh, but he's dancing in, in, in the ship or whatever, and you see like... He's right. in focus, and you see Drax in the back, like sitting in a chair, like moving. And each time he like looked at him, like he spots him out of the corner of his eye. Yeah. He stopped dancing. Is this <laughs> playing like a little game? So, which I'm also excited to talk about because he gets fucking great. Groot gets yeah. funny in Volume Two. Right. He is like the comedic relief in Volume Two. Fuck! So. Now you're reminding me they're making a Groot. Show. Yeah, I think, I think it might it's be animated. An animation. Yep, I think it's animated. So that could be it's a little short. Wonder if James Gunn's part of it. That'd be cool. Yeah, but they need group. to be part of everything. Baby Groot. Yeah, Baby Groot got just like, like, Baby Yoda blew up. Yeah. Baby Groot with the first Baby Yoda. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Baby Groot was better, but it kind of ruined it. But every time I see the ending of Guardians, yep, Volume One, I'm like. You deserve it. You deserve it. Look at that. Adorable. <laughs> adorable dancing little twigs. No, you ain't oh, got yeah. feet and you're just moving around. Yep. I agree. All so. right. So, yeah. But, yeah, this has uh, been Man vs. Man. We talked about Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, stay tuned for next week's episode where we talk about... Man vs. Self. And... Uh, I think it's Age of Ultron. Is it already? I okay. think so. <laughs> I don't remember. I forgot now. to check. I forgot to check. I think it's Age of Ultron. Yeah. I think it's uh, the Avengers Age of Ultron. It seems, Sounds right. It feels right. right. Yeah. Hey, so. if we're wrong, we'll talk about the right movie I, next week. I think week. that's it, too, right? For uh, phase two? Phase, uh, three. No, this is phase two. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then we go into phase three. three. Which, oh, yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, All right. Uh, now this is where things get complicated and uncomfortable. So. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to check us out. Jason, where can we be heard? I don't know, Tim. Where can we be well, heard? Let me tell you where we can be heard. You can find us on all the other platforms that you find podcasts like iTunes and Amazon Music. All them places you find all your favorite and popular podcasts. Yeah. Spotify. That's where I listen to podcasts. And nowadays you can rate your podcast on there. Go ahead and give us five stars on Spotify or any other platform you listen to your favorite podcast on. And Spotify. If you want to watch us, you can find us on YouTube. Go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. Give it a share. You got to comment. All the algorithm stuff. It helps. And if you want to comment on how bad and terrible we are doing or how ugly we look, just uh, send us an email at bnbbanterbros at gmail.com. And that's A-N-D, you said, between the B's? A-N-D, okay. in between the B. 
You can also check us out on the multiple social platforms that consume everybody's life, like the YouTube, the Twitch, the Twitter, the TikTokity, and the Instagrammy, including Facebook. So please come check us out. We'll catch you next time.